Hello and welcome to the Vision Noir podcast. If you're new here, hi, I'm Caroline. And I'm Ria. But if you're not new here, hi, I'm still Ria. And I'm still Caroline. Yep, welcome, welcome. So on today's episode of How to Get Lynched by the Bird app, we're talking about cancel culture. Woohoo! So what is cancel culture? Well, the most reliable source of information, Urban Dictionary, defines it as a modern internet phenomenon where a person is ejected from influence or fame by questionable actions. It is caused by a critical mass of people who are quick to judge and slow to question. It is commonly caused by an accusation, whether that accusation has merit or not. It is a direct result of the ignorance of people caused by communication technologies outpacing the growth in available knowledge of a person. Alright, so basically it's saying that if you do something bad or you just do anything, you'll get unfollowed. I do feel like the definition has quite a negative opinion of people who engage in cancel culture like it seems to view them as people who have done no research and are just making like baseless assumptions and following the crowd which i don't know how much i agree with that do you know what we should get into though some tiktokers who should be cancelled because everything really happens on tiktok now you know so we've got people like tony lopez zoe laverne trisha 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 mm. Basically, all the people in the hype house. Is that what it's called? Yeah, all these hype houses and number one houses and team tens and all these properties that could be going <laughs> towards a family that are housing all these ridiculous children. So why haven't these people been cancelled? They've all been in pretty big scandals to do with, you know, talking to underage minors, partying during a pandemic, all these kind of things, saying racially insensitive things, um, slurs, all these kind of things. Why haven't they been cancelled? Because... They are rich, white, and pretty, most of them. And also because they've got such a big platform that, you know, they can't actually be cancelled because, I mean, cancel, cancel, it doesn't really, it's not, it's not a thing. It is not a thing. It's a word, not a thing. I think that because TikTok is pretty much run by its users, you know, there is no older generation to kind of oversee the things that we say or the things that we post, it feels like they can kind of get away with anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If these things were to be happening on Instagram, we have, you know, the generation above us, the millennials who will come for you and they'll be like, look at these children on Instagram, look at what they're doing, they need to be stopped and there'll be something done about it. But it's because it's peers monitoring each other. No one really has the authority to kind of hold each other accountable. Like you can't 17 year olds holding other 17 year olds accountable. We have no authority over each other. So why should we listen to anything anyone has to say? So I feel like that's why a lot of these TikTokers are getting away with things because there's no one to hold them accountable. That is true. And the people that do hold them accountable, they just brush under the rug because they don't exactly. really... Exactly. A lot of them don't actually care. They don't regret their actions. They don't feel sorry for why they are being quote-unquote cancelled. They just, you know, they, they do their little renegades and go along with their lives and just, you know, live happily ever after in the hype house. And I feel like we need to think about, like, the implications of not cancelling these people, like the effect that it actually has when you're seeing these people getting away with partying during a pandemic over and over and over again and what it kind of says to their their platform, their audience. Like you have these young children watching these hype houses and all these kind of people partying, disregard for the Lord, disregard for authority, you know, just doing whatever, living life crazy. And they will obviously, they're going to go on to emulate this behaviour, no? Exactly. Um, obviously, it's not just about the TikTokers, it's their parents as well. But, you know, a lot of this 
young generation that we have now, they are very impressionable. They follow out what they see people doing online. So if they see the Demelia sisters, you know, talking about, oh, stay in today, but Miami tomorrow, they're going to stay in today and go to Miami tomorrow. Well, if they can afford it, obviously. But, you know, it's the same kind of concept. Exactly. And that kind of leads to, like, unrealistic expectations, you know, the overindulgence of capitalism when you see these people buying all these fancy bags and shoes and flying here and flying there but that's another <laughs> conversation the main issue is that these people are having these parties that are traveling abroad and when they get called out for these things they apologize and you know everyone says well sounds good to me you see he said sorry so you know, i mean what can we do i mean who who's apologized though i mean laura lee barely um a lot of these apologies aren't actually apologies they're just stating giving excuses for themselves and the rest of them don't actually apologize they're just like no comment oh uh charlie why were you in wherever it was the other day no comment because you know i'm a big celebrity now i can do no wrong mm. and i feel like that's a similarity that you see between these tiktokers and uh, youtubers all these kind of influencers they all have the same sort of mentality and attitude when it comes towards apologizing like if we look at tana mojo the queen of apologizing the queen of <laughs> notepad apologies my goodness i could i could have a whole dictionary full of just her apologies and the things she say are just it's just so it's like it's, it's irony at this point she'd say things like what i did was it was selfish and honestly i can't believe i would ever do something like that it was a, a momentary lapse of judgment it was it was not me it was never me. It was it was someone else. I, I couldn't... It... 20 minutes later, you'll see her on somebody's Instagram story partying in, in, in a thong. It, it's honestly ridiculous. It's, it's, it's outrageous. And it's just like, if you were to see any other kind of big celebrities, like imagine seeing Oprah Winfrey doing this kind of thing. Oh, Oprah would get cancelled. There, there would be a, a war. There would be violence in the streets. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. But because these... It's kind of almost expect yeah it's their brand their brand is the the careless teenager even though i think she's like almost 50 or something exactly <laughs> that is their brand when you think of social media influencer you think of them not caring they're wild they're you know unpredictable they don't care about anyone quirky that's not what it that's should it. exactly because the thing is they are influencers they are influencing people and so when you're influencing people to have these kind of attitudes what kind of generations do you think are gonna follow what kind of people do you expect to develop from this do you know what i mean yeah people that don't really have a mind of their own they just follow what they see on social media which is almost always the bad the bad the bad exactly but then i guess you do have to consider like is cancellation even a thing then because we've allegedly cancelled these people so many times and they keep coming back. They're like cockroaches, bruv. They just keep appearing. <laughs> just, just close. I mean, I don't know what cockroaches you're trying to get rid of, but I mean, you need some raid yeah, or something. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, like, it's almost like a conveyor belt. Like, they just come out one after the other. Do you know how many white boys I've seen with the same hairstyle and they all have different names and they're all in different hype houses? It's kind of just like... But they're all clearly, the exact same. Exactly. Clearly cancellation is not working if we keep seeing the same people being produced over and over and over again. They are not afraid of the repercussions. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And so, like I said, we have to consider if cancellation is even a thing. I don't, I don't really think... I mean, obviously you can say someone's been cancelled, but it... it you can't really cancel someone unless they decide to 
like take that into consideration and cancel themselves mm. basically like you cancel someone yeah okay we're not going to give this person you know views or anything but someone out there will still do it okay as long as they still have that platform they are still not cancelled so as long as you you might say oh you know this person's cancelled but they're not really because they're still doing it they're like mm, no i'm not and they just carry on with their merry day so your point is that like cancellation is not something that people can do to another person it's something that the person themselves has to do yeah has to like emma chamberlain you know she she I don't remember that whole scandal with her. It was really unnecessary and really petty. But she took herself off the YouTube community. And that that's kind of definition. I mean, she wasn't really cancelled. But, like, you know, she removed herself from the platform. She didn't make money from that. But there's other people. We've got Shane Dawson, Trisha Paytas, Tana Mojo, the, the Paul brothers. They're just doing the same exact thing. They're pretending to apologise every single day. But then they keep on doing the exact same thing. And they keep on giving themselves a platform. They don't learn from it they don't change their actions they just carry on mm. so what you're saying is like that even when the quote-unquote cancellation is voluntary it's never permanent do you know exactly. what i mean even when someone decides to say okay i've done something wrong i'm gonna take myself off of social media they always end up coming back exactly like that whole drama geddon thing with james charles i swear on everybody cancelled him but look he's he's got the most i mean it was the dumbest thing to cancel someone for he wasn't really to blame but I mean, I think he's got like the most subscribers on YouTube now or something. I don't know, but it's just, you can't really cancel people unless they, you know, take into consideration themselves. Right. So, I, and even the word cancel, to, to cancel something is to end it permanently, right? Exactly. Well, this is layman's terms. Please don't go and quote me. I don't know. <laughs> but when I think of the word cancel, I think of something permanent. But we often see these people who have been cancelled coming back exactly and so we definitely have to reconsider the term of cancellation i even think that can to be cancelled or cancel culture is not so much of a culture as it is a mentality when you're cancelling someone you're you're holding them accountable in your own mind right it's like a group of people coming together and saying this person has done something wrong let's go after them yeah right so it's it's the it's the movement it's the process of holding someone accountable not them actually being labeled as this person has been cancelled that's the end of them because it's never the end of them like i said they always come back yeah like with cancel culture whatever it is it's, it's kind of like a process of getting someone to be accountable for their actions it's not exactly. really they, they can't really just you know just hop off the socials like that it, i mean they, they choose to but they're still making money you know they're not it's not a temporary a, a permanent block of all their income and all their whatever it is that they're getting so it, it can't really it's, it's not it's not a real thing it's a myth mm. it's, it's a state of being and often like when these these i don't know it's called like witch hunts do happen when people are going through the process of being cancelled i don't think people follow it through all the way they don't cancel someone until they always leave the platform sometimes they're cancelled and then they just get bored they say you know what this person they're not even <laughs> let me go and find something else to do do you know what i mean yes and so that's what makes me think that it is definitely more of a mentality or a mindset or a movement than an actual label to cancel someone because like i said you can say you're cancelling someone and then you get bored and you go do something else exactly so, you can say you'll cancel someone but that person will be like no i'm not and then just, i'm still here yeah still here. <laughs> uh, cancel who you're not cancelling me if anything it's more of like a like a boycotting of someone yeah to say we're not going to support this person anymore the person can still be there but they won't have the same level of support i feel like boycotts could be more successful though than cancelling 
Mm-hmm. If we maybe if we change the word cancel culture to boycott culture, I don't know, man. I, I don't yeah. know. Uh-huh. The definition of a culture is the ideas, customs, and social behavior of a particular group or society. So that kind of fits into what I was saying by it's a mentality. It's not something that can be imposed on someone. Exactly. It's a group of people coming together, the particular group of people, and saying that this person has done something wrong. And so we're going to go and we're going to bombard this person with the most aggressive tweets ever. And that's the that's the behavior. Is it so? I guess the word culture does fit, but to say it's cancel culture, I don't think that. I think that needs to be revised. So, I have an example where I feel like cancel culture or what you know people deem to be cancel culture has been applied incorrectly. And this example is with Lizzo. Yes, our favorite singer. Woo, woo go Lizzo. Um, favorite. No, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Lizzo kind of came under some fire for documenting her healthy eating journey. A healthy eating journey. People felt like she had fallen into the traps of quote unquote diet. Was it toxic diet? Toxic diet culture. culture. <laughs> Woo, child! I feel like people just like to throw toxic on everything. But, they just um, they just put words in the mix and they say, "Yeah, take it." Right. And a lot of the people who were criticizing Lizzo for her healthy eating journey were actually plus size women. Women. Yeah, plus size women. When originally Lizzo's criticizers were men, it's now shifted over to plus size women. And I want to kind of discuss why I think, like, why plus size women want to cancel Lizzo. So, what, what do you think about it? Well, I think they want to cancel her because they don't have that little thing that they can, you know, how do, how do I describe this? Uh, they don't have that person in the spotlight, that famous person that they can now relate to and say, oh, this is the reason why I'm not, you know, doing this or better in my health or whatever. I'm not saying that all fat people are, you know, unhealthy, but, you know. Because mm. you can say that, like, oh, this is a plus size woman. She's still doing well. She's exactly. still beautiful. She still loves her body. So why should I have to lose weight? So exactly. they're using Lizard to kind of justify their their own weight. But now that she's doing something that's you know benefiting her health and losing weight in the process, they feel like they're losing the grasp on that one person who they can kind of use to justify exactly and it's it's crazy because they they keep on doing it especially just for women as well like we saw that with adele rebel wilson Mm. it's just always 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 they're doing it to the bigger women and it's so crazy because before they were always called oh this person's fat you know this person should try losing weight and then does that and then you shift the narrative onto someone else because why because you want to feel like you can relate to this person you can still relate to them but you can still better yourself exactly especially with like Adele like you said like she my goodness her weight loss transformation was just it was incredible honestly she looked like a completely different person but she's glowing she's out and about like did you see her dress up in the like Caribbean attire um, carnival she was living her best life do you know what I mean Adele was very confident in her way but I just feel like she prefers herself better like this like it's Mm. not it's not a bad thing to want to you know like yourself in a different body kind of kind of thing but it's the fact that lots of people are like oh but she looks like a billion years older now why shouldn't she just stay fat like why does it concern you what she's doing to herself exactly and i think that 
you can still love yourself love your body and be confident plus size there's nothing wrong with that however when Adele has lost her weight she's opened more doors to herself she loved herself before exactly. she loves herself now however she does have a few more opportunities I guess you could say in a way you could actually because you know there's there's this world they don't like they don't like bigger people for some reason that is, that is very true that is a very good point they don't like plus size people and so i feel like if she was to have dressed the way she dressed at carnival while she was plus size the oh. the reaction would have been completely different cancel her she's not wearing size appropriate clothes Mm, that would have been more toxic and more detrimental to her mental health than her being slim and wearing the same thing yeah so with the example of of um, lizzo adele you know mm -hmm. rebel it's it's always like they've done nothing wrong but we're still cancelling them but we always never cancel the people that have actually done wrong whatever cancelling is it's just we're always doing it to the people that have done nothing to anybody but you know you just cancel them to feel better about yourselves which is crazy and exactly. that's that's a concept that i still need to learn because i i, I, I don't get it i, I don't get it i feel like it's easier to criticize people when they're not doing anything and you don't like them than to criticize people who you do like but you can clearly see they're doing something wrong that is very true you know making excuses for people just because you like them like exactly oh yeah but this person's a great singer it doesn't matter that he's a racist homophobe uh, he's a great singer he makes good music yeah but he's still a racist no but he makes good music well well there we go I wasn't, I wasn't at an anyone, just, <laughs> I don't want to get cancelled, guys. Please, we're not, we're not calling anybody <laughs> I don't want to get cancelled. <laughs> yes. So, Nella Rose is such an advocate for body positivity, for dark-skinned girls, mixed girls, light girls, black women in general. She is such an advocate for feeling your most authentic and beautiful self. Exactly. But people who I feel like were quite bitter, actually, went to go and dig up these tweets from when she was like 14 years old and said look she's a colorist she's a racist she's a bad person da -da 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 -da. i feel like when you see people like nella rose who have completely grown they're completely separate people from who they were five ten years ago and they are doing so much more for the community more so than these twitter warriors who haven't done anything <laughs> they can sit and, and judge and judge and judge but when you see these people who are doing so much good for the community, I feel like you can't criticise them for these things anymore because they're not the same person. Exactly. And a lot of it boils down to spite. Like, it's just, it's very spiteful kind of behaviour. Mm. And you can see the growth because when people do call them out about these tweets, they take responsibility, they accept accountability, and they say, this is how I've grown and this is what I've done to, I've, what I've done to better myself. You can tell when someone hasn't grown, when they are called out for the tweets from these five, ten years ago, you pull them up on it and they become defensive. Exactly, they start making excuses like, yeah, but didn't you say something silly when you were 15? No, I didn't, actually. Actually. Mm. Yeah, I didn't. So, exactly. I mean, you can't... I, I wasn't running around calling people the F-slur. <laughs> that was not me. Absolutely not. No, no, no. So if we know the negative implications of cancer culture and like how detrimental their effects can be, should we work to get rid of it? Should we, as the, the internet community, work to get rid of cancer culture or the cancer culture mindset 
yes i feel like we should get rid of the council culture but like maybe replace it with an accountability culture so instead of cancelling someone you know give them the room to grow and improve on themselves educate themselves and then improve onto it but obviously some for some people like these tiktokers influencers youtubers whatever they are that keep on doing it then you know i'm obviously can't cancel them but then we can talk about other situations or methods that you can try and get them to own up or take accountability for their actions you know in a way so would you i i don't know how we would keep track if that makes sense so how would we know if someone has grown or has changed i mean for some people it's very 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 blatantly obvious like these tiktokers influencers sorry i keep bringing this topic back to them but it's mainly them that Mm. keep on doing the things that deserve to be cancelled or whatever um but i mean for them you can tell for someone like tana mojo yeah Mm. she does the most we've got so many a billion apology videos from her but i feel like if she does change and better herself We'll be able to know straight away, even without her performative activism, whatever she wants to do. We'll be able to see it because she'll be a different person. She won't be as as bratty, cocky, you know, whatever she is right now. But why would influencers like Tana Mojo want to change if there is no threat of being cancelled? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If we are going along with this accountability culture and people say, okay, you know, Tana, we've shown you what you've done wrong now we're going to give you the room to grow she says you guys you keep forgiving me i'm not going to get cancelled I, I there are no repercussions i don't care i'm gonna keep doing what i'm gonna keep doing do you know what i mean i get that um i feel like the fear of being cancelled even though it's not a thing but the the idea the idea that we've created of what it means to be cancelled they're afraid of that idea and so often people will change or adopt some form of performative activism and you know make it seem like they're they're doing better for themselves but if there is no threat of any sort of repercussions why would they care what people random strangers exactly why would they care what random strangers on the internet have to say about them um i actually don't know because i did not study psychology but you know maybe (laughs) some people could just try to be a better person i I know that's just like an ideal world but maybe just maybe one day tana mojo will not be such a brat and she'll just be a good person you know no TanaCon, no scandals with the poor brothers just a decent person that does decent stuff but mm-hmm. hey we can all dream i feel like influencers like her benefit off of the drama and so i feel exactly. like people like her are almost uncancelable they are beyond being cancelled and so i think there needs to be something other there needs to be something other than just to be cancelled do you know what i mean sorry back onto that point of how they benefit off um being quote-unquote cancelled is that a lot of influencers you see they they get more subscribers more followers more whatever it is more monetary gain from being cancelled because if it's linked to a drama you know they people get onto their pages you know see want to see what it's about then you know because all that internet traffic is going to their page they're still getting money out of it so they're all indirectly benefiting from being in scandals 25-8 and so you can't really cancel people because that's kind of how they make their money a lot of them okay exactly so 
I think the conclusion for all of this, the upshot, the, you know, the bringing it all around is that one, cancel culture is not a thing. If anything, it is a, a mentality. It it's is a state of mind. Exactly. It's, it, it's a process. Influencers in general have just created this thing where they are uncancelable. They are able to benefit off of being cancelled. Therefore, being cancelled no longer holds the same power as it once did. So it's no longer a thing of being cancelled. It's no longer cancellation. Wait, how did cancel culture even come about though? That's what I want to know. Like, how did it start? Because all I remember is last year, all of a sudden, cancel, cancel, cancel. You know what? We'll do some research on it and we'll put it on our Instagram at Vision World Podcast. Vision World <laughs> underscore podcast. Underscore podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that we definitely need to, one, redefine what cancel culture. Think of something beyond just trying to de-platform someone because clearly that hasn't been working. Exactly, because you can't de-platform someone without basically their consent. Like, pretty much yeah. you can just say no thank you yeah no red heart <laughs> <laughs> literally like the uno reverse card no you <laughs> that, is, that is what it is like you can't cancel me i'm invincible exactly oh well yeah so that was our first ever episode on cancel culture Woo! so we hope you'll join us for our next episode which will be what is wrong with the ipad generation and what we can do to kind of improve it maybe i don't know but it's about the ipad generation mm-hmm. the ipad generation being you know your little cousins your little siblings from like 2006 onwards terrible you know you hate them Girl. yeah the, the little rats them ones Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> someone doesn't like children i don't like kids <laughs> So yeah, if you wanna, you know, know when that episode is dropping, see some little behind the scenes, little sneak peek, little poll, little message here and there. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is visionwa underscore podcast. Uh, hopefully you guys know how to spell visionwa by now. And Twitter is just visionwa. You know, visionwa. One word. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today on our first ever episode, and we hope we'll see you again next week. Bye. Peace out. Okay. <clears throat> Five, four, three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to the Vision World Podcast. If you're new here, hi, I'm Caroline. And I'm Ria. But if we're not new here, hi, I'm still Ria. And I'm still Caroline. So on today's episode yeah. of Caroline! <laughs> Stop! Oh my days! I don't see no R. Are you going to shut up and, and film the thing, fam? It's nearly 8 o'clock and you're still just messing about because you can't say the beninging of the thing. Ah. <laughs> oh.